Hey, 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 and kia ora. <laughs> Good day. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bola. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Uh, Bola is a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom is a psychiatrist and BBC broadcaster. <laughs> mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional professional review on Drag Race Down Under. I'm going to replace that with um, the, the newer song now. What is the newest one? Birds and buddies, partners in crime. Queen Kong in turn. <laughs> <laughs> so let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. EGNT. Podcast Clang. Clang. Everyone, welcome back to Rupert's Drag Race Down Under. If you don't know what we're doing, if you don't know what we're, which country we were covering, you weren't listening. Then where have you been? Yeah. You were listening you to the intro. It was full of Kiwiana. <laughs> Okay, it had it sprinkles of Aboriginal flavour. Definitely. Just definitely. doused in there. Yeah. Now, you know that we're RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. We watch it live. We, we, we watch it. Yes. We review it. We do. And we release it. Into the world. Immediately. Yes. The first podcast, always <laughs> about every single one. The uh, first. We do our best. We do our best. We, Mimi, I'm first. Mimi, I'm first. <laughs> yes. We are Mimi, I'm first. Number we were the, the first podcast po- that was out there. I do not believe it. Out of all of the queens, <laughs> I mean, I mean, let's just talk about that. The way that Raven was just like, well, guess what, Mimi? We, we did. did. And then she didn't stop there. Mimi, I'm first. And then she repeats it. Mimi, yeah, I'm first. first was number one in the post. I could not believe I think she was that. technically number three, actually. Oh. But whatever. But that's only because Willem, they, they pulled Willem. That's why Mimi was there. Because Fifi... Didn't make it in because of the background check. Then they told Willem, who'd cancelled a month's worth of Pride gigs, they said to her, sorry, and they told her three days before she was supposed to appear. That's why Willem's not friends with World of Wondering Why. I don't blame her. I mean, I, I do not blame Willem for... I mean, all the money... First of all, three days before, all the money you spent on all of that stuff. Or not not just the money you spent, the money that you gave up on making... Pride, Pride season. season. She estimated 20 to 30,000. I mean, we were in Manchester Pride last week, and I mean, I need to talk to you about... I mean, my new word uh-huh. is yesify. We encountered a fabulous up-and-coming new artist called Monopoly Phonic. And, Tom, let's be, let's be, I have been listening to Monopoly Phonic, Yesify. Yes. More times than I want to admit. She's on Spotify, advice. guys. I want to hit the sleigh button. <laughs> That's it. Hit the sleigh button. Hit the sleigh button. I'll show you how to Yesify. Show you how to Yesify. <laughs> That's all I remember. Everything is just, show you how to Yesify. I'm obsessed. I just love it. It's we, just... We, we saw her at the drag brunch. And at first, I'm going to be the first to admit, I didn't get her at first, but somehow she's wormed her way into my brain. And now I want to show everybody how to yesify. I, I'm hitting the slide button constantly. It's like, yes, if I God, mama, yes, God, yes, yes, if I, and we, it's, it's, it's just, there's nothing about it that just really got to be. very kitchen fabulous. So guys, if, please check out Monopoly Phonics. She's on Spotify. Um, yesify, hit the slate brackets, hit the slate button, hit the slate button, close brackets, yesify. <laughs> it is the moment. It's a, I mean, she is the moment. I love it. So we're doing drag race down under. Mm-hmm. You already, you already know. Um, we're on episode six. We are. We're there already, and we can just quickly get into it. So let's be honest, Tom. Tom and I have a um, 
a reservation. <laughs> a reservation. So we might be splitting. I mean, we'll be back. We're going to podcast. A reservation, as Madonna says. Yeah. We have a reservation, but we're going to be, you know, the podcast will come out immediately. It will still be the first. It will be the Mimium first. Always. We might be slightly drunk in the there. second half. Yeah, because I'm having a cocktail and, and that. Anyway, down under Tom. Power ranking, it goes easy. The power ranking's easy for me. Spanky Jackson's got three wins. Now, and before one we go bottom. any further, did you have Spanky pegged as a front runner in the first couple of episodes? In the first episode, I don't remember, but I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you what I think I remember because mm-hmm. people who listen to the podcast would be like, "Paul, or come off it." <laughs> like we we listen to your podcast, we heard you. So, I mean, from what I remember, I liked Spanky. But in episode one, I was not sold on her. I'll tell you when I was sold, mm-hmm. when I saw Spanky lip sync. And, 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 yeah. and, and I, I, I will not forget it. You mm-hmm. can say what you want. I will not forget when I first saw Spanky lip sync on yes. episode one. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, they're going to put, they're going to play this song. And it's Spanky versus who was the first to go out? It was uh, Fofur. Fofur. I was like, this is Fofur's, this Fofur is going to do this. Mm-hmm. No. She traveled across that stage. She moved. And that's when I was sold on Spanky. When mm-hmm. I, I was sold on Spanky when I saw her perform. Because I was like, I already knew, okay, maybe there was something about Spanky that just gave off the vibes of someone who's done it, who knows oh, yeah. what she's doing. But that challenge was not, was not hers. So I really, I really felt that. But then when I saw her lip sync, I was mm-hmm. like... Girl, she can she can move. Definitely, I was definitely rooting for her from the beginning because I found her so likable, and I could tell that there was more to her. And I thought it was, a, I, my heart sank when she had objectively the worst outfit on the runway, and I knew she was going to be in the bottom two. Um, but she has proven herself since then. Oh, she has proven to everyone. She is funny. She's a great performer. She's, she's another, a real full package queen. She she's just another, can't sew apparently, but you know not. But when you got so many other talents Tom oh gosh like names escape me a lot but they always come back mm. who was eliminated in season 13 and then came back and was in the finale friend of the pod oh Diabetti Diabetti yeah, so yeah yeah she is the she's proof that many queens who go home who, mm-hmm. who could go home mm-hmm. or have gone home first is not an example of their drag caliber definitely okay so you know who else who else i'm going to put up there like if we if diabetes never came we, we, we never would have seen how an amazing a she performer she was the rest of the season actually i don't i, I forgot, forgot my glasses. glasses like she's amazing she's <laughs> iconic she made it to the finale she's mm-hmm. a great performer and must be delicious imagine if she went home she's like spanky jackson if she went home on the first design challenge she's now on the finale and she's proved herself again and again that you know yeah yeah she's shady yeah she's a bit she's hilarious though she's young but she's good she's fully aware of the good tv she's producing exactly but spanky jackson i mean i can't believe that there's a there was a possibility that she could have gone home Mm because now she is sitting on top of the throne Representing Palmerston North and New Zealand, so Aotearoa, so well. Three mm. wins, one bottom. Amazing. After her, rightfully so, Hannah Conda. Very I, consistent queen. I'm obsessed with Hannah. I am obsessed with Hannah. Very consistent. Deserves these two wins. Um, she's had a building trajectory all season, and she's had two wins back to back. Tom, when has when has Hannah never looked polished? She looks like a million dollars every runway. I don't think she knows how to look bad. No, I, she's unaware. Yeah. She's unaware. Yeah. 
she would be the Miss Fame of the season. Mm-hmm. You know where Miss Fame was? Um, they had the ugliest, oh, yes. the ugliest ball. And she just looked elegant. And she looked like this glorious. beautiful, elegant. And then they were like, well... Maybe to her, this is... Ug- I want to see Hannah Conda do ugly drag, and I, I can guarantee well, you it, will, it would we be... We have kind of, because in the scripted comedy challenge, she managed to do kind of unconventional beauty, shall we say, for the prison look. So she can do it. Miss Fame could never. She could never. Even when you Miss could, Fame was you, Donatella Versace, she exuded glamour. Mama, you could never. Yeah, yeah. So Hannah Conda's there. Right after her now, it's, it's quite equal because Molly Poppins mm-hmm. and Queen Kong both have a win, but they've both lip synced. What I'd say about Molly and Queen is that Queen's been building steam all season. And I was so happy to see her have her win last week. I, I love the fact that it was a triple win. But if I were to give the win to one queen, it would have gone to Queen, queen Kong. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um. Molly's win was in the first episode and she's kind of started to lose momentum a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this episode. She's just fresh off a lip sync as well. Beverly Kills is, I mean, she's still in the game. This is what, top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did two, bottom two. But she's been, I mean, she has shown that she's a great lip syncer. Yeah. And in her words, she has won Two lip syncs. She has. She has dominated. She, I mean, Two girl, that is what I call the vocabulary cuddle. <laughs> because, no, I wasn't in the bottom two. I won two lip syncs. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what? That's the kind of self-talk I need in my life. Oh, God. Yeah. So good at that. As in then, um, so, yeah, for me, Spank, for me, this season is between Spanky and Hannah. It feels like they're the two main front. I mean, statistics-wise, they are. They are the main characters. What I would say about Hannah, when was Snatch Game? Snatch Game was episode four. Four, wasn't it? So she did technically get a win. No, not technically. She did get a win within the first four episodes. So she's still in with a chance. And the thing about, because Hannah won the Snatch Game, it's almost like a one and a half. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Who won uh, the reading challenge? Um, Queen. Queen Kong. So it always feels like point Queen five Kong, enter. Yeah. Oh, I, I, often, I actually think with our little ranking system, we should add on reading challenge win as like a point five. Mm, okay. You just want Queen Kong to be up there, don't you? I love Queen. Tom, Tom, please. She's so beautiful on the runway. And this just the fetish that you have with us Polynesians <laughs> and needs to stop. Okay. Do you feel objectified? Yeah, you mm. need to stop. I need to, yeah. Immediately. I need to check myself. Right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's not good. Spanky for the win as the mirror message left by Yurigai. And second, you know what? Second such message we've seen in the space. Can of I week. just can I just say this? The difference between the reaction in yeah. Drag Race Canada <laughs> yes. and Drag Race Under when when that was when it was um, Vivian for the win in Drag yeah, Race Canada, yeah. they were like, oh, shade. I call shade. <laughs> oh, Mama, no, 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 no. You cannot. Canadi- How dare she? Canadians have a reputation for being so nice as well. Canadians have their reputation, yes. But I want to say this, and I don't know if it's widely known, but you're you're hear from me go on go on go on us kiwis are the most amazing species we are people we are love we're aroha i mean we're alofa (laughs) look here spanky the kiwi feels like the real heart and the real like maternal figure of the season queen too but like spanky's really really she's had no beef she's been really consistently supportive and um uh, you know obviously we're back in the room now and yuri's gone it's very sad to see the other kiwi queen go spanky's really cut up they had like a really close relationship 
They did, but the difference was Canada, and they were all shady. When they read Spanky <laughs> for the win, they're like, oh, oh, Spanky, yeah. yes, you for the win, mama. Yes, yes you. You take that yes. win, Spanky. Here, we, we withdraw. We're out. We're out. Everyone, let's just walk in. Let's, yeah. let's stage a walkout because Spanky's the winner. I mean, it was just, and it's for me. They can me, bring back out Simone yeah. to lip sync against her for the win. It's For, for me, it, it really is. This cast is just full of love and and it's it's full of heart, you know. Okay, minus the beef between. Okay, we'll get to it. The, the beef between the Beverly characters. and Queen Kong was brought up again, but it was so tactical and actually really lovely because Queen Kong apologized to the room for the way that she changed the weather, and I love the way that she said that she changed mm. the weather in the room. With that whole drama that happened the previous week. Mm-hmm. And she was acknowledging the part that she played in changing that and taking ownership of it. Yes, which I really, really admire and appreciate. She didn't, she explained, but didn't excuse her response, which I think is a really crucial thing. I'm doing the Nina Bernina <laughs> yes, point. The point. I'm doing mm-hmm. the Nina Bernina point mm-hmm. at the time right I'm now. I'm your Nina. Mm-hmm. Um, and that shows a lot of emotional maturity. She's very careful with her choice of words, though, in the sense that she wished to convey a sense that she wasn't proud of her actions. She still doesn't think Bev was right, but she's not proud of her actions, and so that's what she wants to apologize for. So that's that's cool. I, I, I think Queen, she gets... Um, we see so much of her thought processes, more than any other queen of the season, I think. Um, she thinks aloud a lot. I think she's very reflective. I think she's very insightful. I think she's very wisdomous. I, I like her a lot. And I like how she can just take ownership of things like that. Yeah. I could cry so many times in this episode, not just from this moment, mm. but also in the way in which they farewelled Yuri. Mm-hmm. Yuri, Yuri, I mean, we need to hear it now. Like, maybe I didn't understand or didn't know the depth of their relationships, but it seemed like the whole room was very upset to see yes. Yuri go. And I can remember last week, I think I, I think I did, I, I did break a little bit when Yuri was saying goodbye because her voice broke. Mm-hmm. She just got so much love. And I think everyone's everyone has that love for her times two right back. You hear it immediately when they say goodbye. And part, I, I wonder if this was what kind of prompted Queen Kong's apology was that mm. she did say, you know, I, I was a bit in my feelings and I didn't get to tell Yuri yeah. how much I actually am proud of her. And I think maybe mm-hmm. there's missed moments as the impetus as to why she came up with the, I need yeah. to apologize. I don't want that to happen again. Which is, you know, it's lovely. Definitely. I think Yuri, she seems like such like a sweet artistic soul. And Spanky explains that she's somebody who's quite often misunderstood as well. She just strikes me as somebody who's wonderful, artistic, creative, but has been cast in the role of the outsider a lot throughout her life. Um, and she's always battled against that. But I'm re- she has earned a real fan base. It's like people were sad to see her go. I've seen it online. Can't. <laughs> I mean, she was feeling like pussy, feeling like cunt. I mean, how can you not say it any other way? I just think her runway looks like stood alone in terms of her artistry as well. Regardless of the fact that she was actually really funny in a lot of other challenges and a great performer, like her runway looks were really like top notch and imaginative. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, she's missed by not just the fans. You can feel it in that room. Yeah. So it's really nice to know how, you know, it's just a 
tight-knit group from what I'm feeling. Definitely. The Mexi Stage Challenge. You'll be creating and starring in a tourism campaign that shows off the uniqueness, nerve, talent, and charisma mm. of your hometown. Basically, a travel video based on the hometown. Tom, what does this mean? What, what do you... If you heard that, what does that mean to you? Well, I guess, you know, broadly, broadly, it's a branding challenge. It's a chance for you to express yourself as a queen in a like two minute, three minute comedy segment, basically through the lens of your hometown in a travel video. The thing it reminds me of most and we've seen quite recently is Espana season two the um, come to Spain travel videos. But that was done as pairs and this looks like it's going to be individual. Yeah. How would you promote your home? First of all, what is your hometown? How what 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 would your idea be? Well, my home it? my hometown is Bangor in North Wales. Bangor, Bangor. Although you know, I've lived in Liverpool actually longer. BBC's not listening, Tom. You don't need to keep promoting. <laughs> like, listen to her promoting her other part. Look, look, listen to you, Liz. I think it would be more authentic for me to do Bangor because I'm an adop- I'm an, an adoptive scouser. I wasn't born here. Um, so what would I do? I don't know. I'd probably make fun of like, I think you've got to have fun with it. And I'd make fun of Welsh stereotypes, really. What other Welsh stereotypes for those who don't know about that? Um, sheep and certain interactions with sheep. <laughs> like New Zealand. I was going to say, are you talking yeah. about New Zealand or are you talking about Wales? Mm-hmm. I think I'd go with a bit of like rural bumpkin thing because I grew up in quite rural Wales. I think part of your ad should be you talking in a very strong Wales accent. It's very musical because I'm one of my best friends. Okay. Kai. Yeah. Is from Wales. And I can tell you, it took me many times. I and mean, even today, even today, so I'm like, if I'm not focusing, I can't understand what he's saying. He's from Cardiff. And he just, it's just like his accent is so strong. And I remember the first time we met, I was just like nodding and oh, but I was like, I had no idea what you're saying. You I'm just going to keep eating my, was it my f- I had, we went to like a place in uh, not far from King's Cross. I love how the food and it was is like featuring. pizza, and uh, uh, but I had like a risotto. I had like a seafood risotto. Oh, yummy! You're pushing the boat out there. It's lovely. Um, you do know that Kai is from a different part of Wales to me, and we have different accents. Tom, I don't know if you know this, but Wales um, is the same place. <laughs> it's it's Joking. a nation, but the the, the north and south Wales. Identities I know and that. Somewhat I know that North Wales is closer to us. Can you stop being South re- reductive, please? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd probably go with something like that. Have a bit of fun with like country bumpkininess cool. kind of thing. Cool. What would I do? You ask. I was about to ask. Um, impatient. My hometown. I mean, oh, I love Liverpool. I really do. I love Liverpool. It, the people here are amazing, but if I did my hometown, it would be South Auckland. Well, there you go. That's what that's what spawned you. Yeah, South Auckland. And if I was to talk about South Auckland, yes, yes, the crimes are bad here. <laughs> sure, the violence is you know is harming, but the house prices you could afford not one but three. <laughs> I would. That's what I would do. The Polynesian capital of New Zealand. Oh, oh, you want to visit the islands? You oh, we'll save you money. Samoa, Tonga. Fiji, New Year, <laughs> all of that for the price of one, South Auckland, New Zealand. I, this is writing itself. I will talk about the flea markets. Oh my God, the flea markets in South Auckland are iconic and amazing. The food, the things that they sell, 
the festivals, the culture, the arts, the rugby, the churches. That's what I would focus on. I focus on the, the qualities of it, but I also focus on what, what we're not well known for. I mean, South Auckland is known for you know high crime rates, violence, whatever. 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 <laughs> um, but it makes you stronger. Definitely. That's what I would do. I, 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 would, I would twist it to make it funny. I'm but actually also loving like, what you're doing here, by the way. That's what I would do for South Auckland. Your now, ideas I, are so much better than Queen mine. Kong, I don't know if she's going to choose South Auckland because I know that she's currently in Australia. Did but she if, grow up in South Auckland? Yeah. They said it in the first episode. Ah. Uh-uh. So that's why. Um, so if Queen Kong the South Auckland, this is what I want to see. I want to see the arts. I want to see the, the polyfest. The polyfest is once a year... All the high schools compete in the Poly Polynesian Festival, the Polyfest, and it's just it is just the most cultural celebration of the islands in you know like the, the Aotearoa of, of everything and the food. Can you imagine all the food from all of these Polynesian cultures just coming delicious. together? It's amazing. It is amazing. It's great. So I guess what we're gonna hoping to see is the queens doing like an affectionate like ribbing of their hometown yes, yes. in a way that only you can when you come yes. from somewhere. You've heard it here. If you heard the kind of stuff that if you heard somebody else saying about your hometown, you'd get upset with them. But you can say it because you're from there, mm. right? Tom said it here first, an affectionate ribbing of your own country. <laughs> ribbing. Of, ribbing of your, <laughs> of your own hometown. Was that deliberate? No, I, I thought that's what you said. I said an affectionate ribbing. Oh, that's nice, an affectionate ribbing. <laughs> That's, that's you know, I can really see that happening. Why not? Why not? Uh, so before, yeah, we can go You're to her. terrible, versus, Muriel. We'll move on now, but we all know that. Spanky Jackson is from Palmerston North. Hannah Conda is going to do Perth. Molly Poppins from Newcastle. Queen Kong is going to do South Auckland. Okay, cool. I think. I don't know yet because she's also I don't know if Australia. she said it outright, did she? Yeah. And Beverly Hills, is Gold, uh, Beverly Hills is Gold Coast. I'm just going from the first episode, you know, when it's so, Hi, I'm Queen Kong and I'm from blah, blah, blah. That's, uh-huh, what, I'm, that's uh-huh. what I'm going with. Okay. We will soon find out. Yes. Yeah. What did you think about RuPaul's run through? I mean, <laughs> she's there in the flesh, Tom. And Tom and I had a discussion. Tom's like, she's not there. And I'm like, no, she's okay. there. I, I, I want to say categorically, Surely. I believe that she is there in the building. The way it is shot, though, promotes conspiracy theories. You never see Ru in the same shot as the girls. And the background is weird. It almost looks green screen. Tom, if people. It's blurry. It's weird. Tom, do you think the Earth's flat? I know the Earth is flat. <laughs> I fell me- off. When I was going to work one day, I fell off the earth. Don't get- and if it wasn't for my upper body strength, I never would have climbed the rope. It just magically I wasn't so good at chin-ups. <laughs> I'd have fallen off the edge of the earth. Um, and don't get me started on the moon landings. Oh, God. This whole Artemis thing that NASA are doing, they're trying too hard. Yeah, I mean, can I get a Photoshop up in here? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just joking. And guys. the queen's an alien. Everyone, I, I, I saw her. I don't need to up my dick. The queen is an alien. She's not real. She lives forever. <laughs> She's a reptile. Um, so, um, no, but, um, I was going to say the way it shot whenever Rue's in the workroom, I find it strange. They don't do a wide shot. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Rue's there. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, she's not. (laughs) I mean, in the word of dream girls, move, 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 right. I'm going to move on. Move on. I'm going to move on. Move. But, um, if anybody else has had that suspicion, right in, please guys, just because I can, I want to build my case. (laughs) No, but, um, Rue is into tearing down dreams today. In her walkthrough, Rue wants everybody to rip it up and start again, basically. Uh, Nobody has spared her wrath. Rue has had a lot of caffeine today, and she's on one. 
Um, the only people who get like a bit, like Spanky gets some positive. Is she, is she, is she, does she want to see? Uh, does she want to see more? Uh, <laughs> As she once said. Yeah, yes. I, you know, it's just missing some. Mm. Is that what? Is, is that what she's? Is, she, is that a repeat today? Are yeah. You, is it, okay. I mean, just making sure with Spanky, she just reminds her of her brand, but she does have to rip up and start again. Bev, she kind of goes in on Bev a little bit. It's like, I don't know who Bev is. I don't want to see any influencer bullshit. Leave that alone. She tells Molly that her storyline is sad. <laughs> so, yeah, um, everybody's working hard today. Everyone's working hard. Um, I liked hearing uh, what um, Spanky said about what. Can you tell me a bit about Parmy? First of all, I have the utmost love and respect for every single place in New Zealand. Of course Zealand. you do. That goes without but saying. From what I, you know, from, from growing up, whenever someone mentioned Palmy, Palmy is what we what they would call a hole. It's the whole of New Zealand. It's, <laughs> no. it's. But this, that's what the, that's what it's kind of known for. It's just the um, it's the the Bangor of the UK. I'm just joking. Bangor is I'm a joking. classy place. I am joking. Classy, graceful, delicate. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Palmy's. Known to be like, you know, the hole uh, when there's nothing really there. And mm-hmm. it's just like, that's what's known. Um, yeah. But what interests me is that... Um, I'll tell you what I love. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt you. You're not used to this as a BBC broadcast. I know, right? But I love that she said that she found herself more in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. That's where she came into her own. Now she's going back. I have, I, I mean, as I came to the UK mm-hmm. at a at a very young, twenty nine. You're a bit an ingenue. And I found, I did. I think, I think I found myself more in the UK. And I will tell you why, because in the UK, I got to find out who I was without people reminding me who I am. Mm. Like when you, when you go when you're around people and you try to do something different, they're like, but that's not like you. Mm. Or why are you doing that? You don't. You, that's not who you are. Or you try to act a different Constrained way. Constrained by expectations. Yeah, yeah, you try to act a different way. They're like, Paulo, like, that's you know, uh, you've changed in all of this stuff, and it's like you're not allowed to explore another side to you because there's always your friends and your family and people there to remind you who you are. Mm. But when you started, when I came to the UK and I started anew, I. I didn't have that. So I was like, okay, cool. I think I found myself to accept more of my gay side in the UK because maybe there was a bit of fear of mm. me displaying too much or maybe there was a little bit of internalized homophobia. Yeah, which with, with this before. Yes, with it. But over here, there's no one here to judge me. So I mean, I judge you. Yeah. Well, so does the cats. <laughs> I mean, gosh. If, if, you, if you live a life without, without judgment, just buy a cat. <laughs> There it is. They will remind you. They will remind how they, it feels. They, they, the reading. The, the library is open they every will day, bring you morning, back down to night. Work. They will wake you up. The library is open. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you're worthy? <laughs> but it's a, so, um, it's really interesting because and it's also really, really, really relatable to hear Spanky say things like that. And it's great that she's going home and she wants. Uh, I love that that she travels to more rural parts of New Zealand to spread drag, and it, it really helped to crystallise in my mind the kind of queen that Spanky is. A fantastic performer, somebody who can really hold a room of maybe people who aren't ready to see her performance. And like, I know she's had these critiques for like not being the most polished queen on the cast, but like she's out there performing, she's out there entertaining. That's her focus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that it really helped to round out um, Spanky's character a little bit for me. She she named some places that she went and, and did gigs. Picton, Tokoroa, Tokoroa. I mean, <laughs> if Palmerston's the hole, 
What's Tokoroa? That is the core of the earth. Oh, no. They have dug that hole so far deep. Hey, I have love for Tokoroa, and I'll tell you why. I have many good friends who I have performed with who have now... My performance is nowhere near. I cannot touch them with mm. SCV. I can't touch it with a stick. There is um, Tia Taharoa Maipi. Everyone should know he was the the main character in a dance movie that went global. Mm. Um, we also have, I've mentioned it before, um, I would say all the time, I'm like, oh, that's Mikey. Mikey the dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, gosh, I cannot give you his CV. Um, J-Lo, he's done... He, he's doing, he's on RuPaul. He's from Tokoroa. Yeah. So, I mean, Tokoroa's got more stars than any, any anywhere else I know. Tokoroa's got talent. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, there's talent everywhere. If people can show them that they can be more than what they're brought up to believe. Mm. Okay. Paris Gobel, who was um the, the, the choreographer, the director, the yes. owner of the dance company that I was a part of. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most beautiful things that she did in New Zealand was show everyone, it doesn't matter where you're from, if you got talent, it will take you everywhere. And that's yeah. what she did. People came from all over New Zealand. Tokoro was one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, people came from overseas to audition. I saw people from China, auditions for the, for the company, people from China, people from Hawaii, people from America, people from Germany, people from Europe. People, people came everywhere to try to be part of this company. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so, so it really is about your talent, not where you come from. It is, it, it is. Spanky's a great example of that. Exactly, and she's yeah. doing the same thing. Mm. So great, great honor. Anything else that you picked up on in the uh, walkthroughs, or are we on to the rehearsals? Yeah, let's have a look. Now, for you, it may not seem um, that much time has gone past, but for us, we had to uh, skip, hop, and jump along to a, <laughs> a reservation for dinner. Yes, yes, we're trying to make the An most of our weekend soon. A late lunch. An early dinner, yes. Mm. I mean, it was it was the only time they had available. We were hungry. We had to go. It was good. We're back now. Um, a bottle of red wine may or may not have been consumed. By Tom alone. It may have been followed by a brief nap. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is why we sound so energized. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we probably sound more relaxed. I wonder what we sound like in the first part and what we sound like now. I feel much more relaxed. We should do everything in two halves, <laughs> just for the contrast. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was good. I thought it was good. It was yeah. yum. The dinner was delicious. Always is at Cowshed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean blue cheese. I mean blue cheese. Sure you so can imagine this- what they serve there, guys. A very literal name. They've got some. I mean, they've got blue cheese sauce. I mean, I don't need to say any more. I mean, it's a Fritz Brunei's. <laughs> it's a Fritz Brunei's. It's a blue cheese sauce. <laughs> it was delicious. And we're back. We're ready. We're galvanized. And we're ready to snatch the crown. Um, cool. So we'll, we, I guess we can get straight into the actual... Well, we've seen the runway, actually. Yeah. We'll start to talk oh. about the runway, and then we'll get into the adverts. Well, was there anything, any mirror moments? I mean, Beverly seems to be taking up a lot of her time. It's a very bad episode. Um, we did see a little moment, actually, where I think that um, susceptibility to criticism and rejection came up again. Um, when Bev, after the walkthrough, was seeking a bit of reassurance from the other girls because she said something to the effect of, like, well, Ruse told me that I need to reveal my personality. What do you guys think? And Hannah and Queen were fairly straightforward with her and were like, what What I got from what they were saying was, we like you a lot more when you're being genuine and you do have a wall up and we'd really love to see more of that. 
Bev didn't feel it the way it was intended. And I validate both sides here. I think it was just in the communication. It's, um, the, it's you know, ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies. Mm. It's, it's a lot of people who ask a question who don't really want an answer. And then well, they're going to get an answer. It, they're like, oh, I can't believe you said that. I think it comes back to what I was saying last week about Bev having a bit of a um, really highly active um, critical to criticize reciprocal role um, within her. Um, and she is sensitive to criticism. That's not her fault. It's just part of who she is. Um, and she she doesn't experience that sentiment as it's intended. But she has a moment with Spanky. And we know that Spanky is um, a really warm maternal character. And she's able to deliver the message in a way that Bev experiences as far less critical. Um, and Bev, Bev really sings Spanky's praises. Um Bev talks about not only Spanky being uh, an amazing competitor, but also being a warm and nurturing person. Um, unfortunately, because she's in her feelings, I think, she ends up saying that she doesn't get that from Hannah and Queen. Slightly taking a little step away, unfortunately, from the lovely re- reconciliation that we saw earlier. I think this is Bev in her feelings again. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I think things are still good between them. I think she's having a bit of a moment. She's doubting herself. Um and then, then she opens up a little bit more in front of the mirror and she kind of says exactly what I was saying last week in terms of, she says that she grew up in an environment where success was valued above all else. I'm being a bit reductive in saying that because she does also say that she's got a wonderful family who she loves very, very much. Um, but I, I do wonder if she's kind of hinting at what I was saying last week about kind of maybe experiencing a bit of criticism that she's internalized that's contributed towards this super duper strong um critical to criticize reciprocal role that she that she exhibits quite frequently but she has a nice moment where she opens up in front of the girls um and then queen queen discusses something doesn't she Mm -hmm. do you remember what queen said well she was giving her i think she was responding to her and saying you know what success what does success look Mm -hmm. like to you and i think at the end of the day your parents maybe just want what's best for you without maybe knowing it. Uh, but that kind of yeah. leads on to her talking about her her older sister mm-hmm. who passed away, who was trans, mm-hmm. and talking about the um, how hard it was for her to try accept that and to try grieve yes. that because um, I guess she saw in the year the transition how she had to live falsely coming yes, home she wasn't and, being her true self yeah coming home wearing a cap and wearing that and i and i and i think i don't know maybe from that experience maybe maybe i don't know the situation but i, I can only think of something like that happened to me that the parents at the end of the day who she had to try to live another life and she, she did it away from the family mm-hmm. I, I think the parents would rather her here than living than Yes. And I think hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Well, I guess we don't really know what happened to her poor sister and why she passed away. But we'll I'd like her to talk more about it. Was it Yeah, it was it was quite a brief glimpse really, wasn't it? Mm, but yeah. what we do what we do here is that I guess I wish I wish I'd had more time with her. Imagine the relationship we'd had today. And I'm sure my family, I'm sure, wish they'd had more time with her um, mm. as her and her true self. I was particularly interested because we've spoken a couple of times. Now that we know, we know that Queen Kong is of mixed uh, Samoan and Tongan heritage. 
And we've spoken a bit before about not specifically trans identity, but kind of third third gender identity in mm-hmm. Samoan culture, in particular with Fafafine people. So I was very interested in kind of this particular story in that context. Did you have any thoughts? No, I guess some people accept it and some people don't. The same mm. way that happy people accept gays, if their children mm. gay or not. Some people understand it, but some people just don't accept it. Yeah. And that's just that's the same everywhere. Just because a third gender is acknowledged doesn't yeah. mean a third gender is accepted. By that particular or, family. Yeah. yeah. Or what I'm thinking, sometimes, especially the families who kind of live more who are maybe third, second, third generation mm-hmm. in Australia, in New Zealand, in America, wherever you your it changes. Uh, you, you're more removed from your culture and the upbringing, mm-hmm. and you you do become much more Westernized, and then you start to look at everything from the lens of a Western view. We start to yeah. believe, okay, that is wrong, and that becomes your new stronger belief as opposed to the cultural yeah. one that you were brought up with. That's so I don't know what generation. Uh, Queen Kong is I don't I don't know what her family is but kind of that element of kind of western colonialism kind of principles and uh, creeping in sometimes Mm, that's interesting Um, but we're at the runway do you want to should we discuss the Queen's looks with their ads or do you want to just get the looks out of the way and then we can just do the looks because it's it's a it's a swimsuit edition so it's not like I don't mean this to be disparaging. Not super duper elevated runway. The fun looks to me this week. It's swimsuits, and I betcha. I, I wonder when Michelle go. Okay, girl, this is this is just a leotard. I'm a like, girl, and sw- <laughs> the category is swimsuit. <laughs> what do you expect that to do? Yeah, Michelle? and we're like, I mean, this is just the brown panties. Yeah, it's. I mean, <laughs> you how, how do you go to the beach, Michelle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, right. Let's do it then. The first queen is Queen Kong. So the first queen is King, Queen Kong. He said King Kong. King Kong. <laughs> Queen Kong. Um, now, um, this is a cultural reference. She talks about this being inspired by um, Nefanua. Can you tell me anything about Nefanua? I just know Nefanua as the um, goddess princess of war and protection. Okay. That, that's, uh, I don't know much about her. I just know Nefanua. And she as... talks about her specifically rising from the ocean. Is that part of her legend? I do not know. Mm. I do not know, Tom. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, here, here's my Polynesian card. <laughs> it's being retracted. Here's my Samoan card. It's I'm sorry. It's being retracted. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, I'm guessing that for her to be inspired to use her as inspiration for this category, what she's saying about her rising from the ocean must be part of her legend, I'm guessing. Maybe. Um, I think she looks really beautiful. One thing I've always thought about Queen is that she pads beautifully. Because Queen is a tall, broad-shouldered fella. Um, But in drag, she proportionizes gorgeously. She, She... really balances out those shoulders with these beautiful curvaceous hips. And this has never been more evident than this week. She looks absolutely stunning. The mug is always right for Queen Kong. Um, And I like the way that she's kind of elevated a fairly basic nude um, swimsuit with these kind of um, kind of waterfall effect chiffon. Um, yeah, I, I'm, from there, I'm getting more Greek. Well, yes, Greek it does lend a Grecian effect. That's, that's what I'm seeing mm. more of and. I mean, I'm trying to think of the times when I went to Samoa. We never had to see our girls swimming. There was never bikinis. I think we cover up a lot. There's modesty mm. in there. Um, my cousins, when we went to the beach, they would wear t-shirts and shorts. 
Okay. In the pools, I think there's there's such a modest culture in showing no, your body. Know, I know Michelle would read her if she came out in teacher. Sure, I think this so. is the one time. I mean, if you want a high-brown culture, <laughs> go all the way. Yeah. Come out. Yeah. Think, or come out on the moo-moo. Like, I mean. <laughs> she looks really elegant, though. The, I'm really interested in the symbolism of the hair art, though. Um, now, to me, it's like an inverted ankh, isn't it? It's almost like, you know, the kind of... Well, I would associate with Egyptian mythology, but it must not be. In this context, it must mean something in Polynesian culture. I'm getting more calliope. Mm. Um, but I think she looks gorgeous. I mean, she looks beautiful. Yeah. So. I'm happy because I got Spanky's reference straight away, Tom. And not many people I, will. I mean, I'm who, sorry. who could not? So if, for those who don't know, um, there's a this is very... Um, Pamela Anderson and Baywatch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm just, you know, here's me showing my culture. I'm showing my, you know, how I know everything. He's my showing your age more than yeah. anything. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, Pammy in Baywatch was such a 90s icon. Like, I mean, Pamela Anderson is, you know, if it was the go-to gay, the gay person, if they wanted to, you know, quickly show I'm straight, they'd be like, oh, you're Pamela Anderson. She's hot. Absolutely. Eh? That's what you did. So, she you was know. just a, a byword for, like, hyper-feminine, hypersexual, blonde, Californian beauty um, in the 90s, wasn't she? Mm. Um, I, I've got a soft spot for Pamela Anderson. I, th- I think she's a super cool person. She's been a judge on the show as well, of course. But th- this this is just a really fun take on a Pammy look, I think. Um, again, Spanky... Spank- I do think Spanky's evolved a lot over the weeks. It looks like... Um, she is wearing tights with some padding around the hips to give herself some more shape. Um, it's a super fun reference. She's got all the accessories. The hair is huge. I love this hair on Spanky. Spanky. Um, we love this huge hair on you. We hope it inspires you to wear huge hair on a regular I think basis. I would love... I mean, the first thing I'm thinking of is the hair that she walked in with. <laughs> Oh, you mean the the fresh Girl. out of the bag? Girl. <laughs> Ran a little comb through it. I mean... I mean, that had a certain, you know, charm to it, but this really suits her and it really helps with her proportions It does. And it stuff. really does. And I hope that she sticks yeah. with, with big hair because it really balances out the whole look. She is a tall Amazon lady. She needs big hair. I wonder if she's learning. Says me because you know I know everything about you. You're also a tall Amazon lady. Um, I wonder if she's learning from Queen because Queen is also tall Amazon lady who really knows how to work her proportions. And if Spanky's taking a little couple little notes from her, it's cute. Really is. We have two queens who walked down the runway doing the parking meter maze. We might as well talk about them together, mightn't we? Molly and Beverly Kills. Now, I don't know. That, uh, so it's a thing. Like, I saw them in Surfers Paradise. That's in the Gold Coast, is it? It's a Madonna kimono moment, really, this, isn't it? So or an Andy Warhol It's a thing. The parking meter maids there, they have them, and they, they, they wear like gold swim, swimsuits. It looks like a cowboy hat and a sash is also part of it, right? Well, they I think they have awards or, or competitions, something. I, I don't know. I just know that it's its a known fact that a lady do wear <laughs> a, bra wear, yes. and pa- a golden brown panties <laughs> when they're giving out parking tickets. Mm. This interests me so much, this phenomenon of like a beautiful, sexy parking ticket lady. And because, I mean, <laughs> in, in the UK... I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. Ticket attendants are loathed um, from <laughs> coast to coast, north to south, north to south, silver to gold. Yes, you know. 
Um, and nobody wants to do that job. But it's so interesting to put this twist on it where you create a disarming facade where it's a pretty lady. It makes it so much harder to argue with that person or to be mean to them, right? Oh, do not test the temperament of Australians, especially the Sheilas. <laughs> Their power only works on men. <laughs> there you know? we go. And straight, you know, and, and, and you know, and, and they're lovely lesbian ladies and those who swing that way. <laughs> but I mean, could you, I'm, I mean, yeah. Now I'm looking at Molly and I'm looking at Bev and there are differences. Molly's wearing more of a lame full body swimsuit. Bev's got more of a two piece that's got more of a glittery texture to it. Bev also had a cover up like this lame coat as well when she came out. Whose is your favourite? I like them both in different ways. To be honest... Who won the Kimono Wars? Do you know what? I'm going to go with Bev because she accessorised and characterised it more, okay. I think. Although I do enjoy the simplicity of Molly's. Yeah. But side by side. I, and Bev had these like talon claws and she gave it more of a kind of... Um, more of a character. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would, I would agree with you. I would go with Bev... But like I do, but no, I also got Molly. No, I'm going to go with Molly because Molly, it's just so so simple, chic, and, and just gorge. I really like Molly's hair, but I, again, I think that the hair with Babs is more in the character because the hair looks a bit crispy and a bit overbleached, and I wonder if this is part of the character. They're both a good look. They are. They're both good looks. Now, Tom, I'm gonna. Um, the last queen is are you gonna Molly. Give me a moment here because. Um, this is a Mugler reference. Oh, not Scapularelli? Or... <laughs> no, I wandered away from Scapularelli. Or Gautier has been a recurrent theme of the All week. I see is Mean Girls, the scene where they Absolutely. cut off the I, That's like the one of my favourite bits in Mean Girls, one of my favourite bits of one acting from, yeah, from Rachel I'm McAdams. Gonna find you. When she... I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you <laughs> We see that bit with, with Janice like sneaking in and doing the little snipping on, on, her, on her vest and then sneaking out. Regina pops on, looks down, shrugs, and just walks out like a supermodel. And then everybody's doing it the next day. And I love that bit so much. And <laughs> I, I discovered this Mugler look maybe a few months ago. And I thought, Regina George. Um, but this, um, I do like what she's done here. Again, um, Hannah, uber polished. She's given it something of a 60s twist. She speaks about Barbarella as a bit of a point of reference, Valley of the Dolls. Her hair is big in the 60s. And she's in this like top to toe cover up, um, would you call it a cat suit? I think silky. Now this texture would expose every lump and bump in her padding and her corsetry. And I can see nothing. She's the height of. I saw a little, but I didn't mind. I think well, she looks the, amazing. She's the height of polish. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's never letting you down. She will never let you down on the runway. Ever. She has never let me down. Um, and she, you're so impressed. Your headphones fell off. <laughs> um, and she's got like um, this little shrug that's actually water wings when you look closely, isn't it? That's cute. Um, very, very cute. And obviously the distinctive booby cutouts. Um, now, this is a reference to uh, Mugler Fall Winter 91. And I can picture Yasmin Gowrie, the gorgeous 90s supermodel, um, wearing this. Ever so slightly different, but the colour scheme is the same. The booby cutouts, and she had like a little feathery shrug. Um, so gorgeous, and I love the reference. Probably my favourite look on the runway, because it's different to everyone else's. She looked outside the box. She, she had some suit, and she went somewhere else. After her, my favourite, I do love Queen Kong's look. I just think she looks it's amazing. Just, um, yeah, she's just, she's just like, 
They're just beautiful. That's Polynesian beauty. Oh, it really, really is. And she represents that Ooh, so beautifully. Love it. Just come back to Hannah, just again, how she's thinking outside the box. This is actually part of a... Um, I think the theme really was kind of like ski wear. There were a lot of furs in that. So, you know, Aquarius furry highlighter. Highlighter, yeah. That was from the same collection. So it was, it was a fall winter collection. So this is supposed to be kind of like a ski suit, really. But she's repurposed it as summer wear. So nice. that's really cute. Yeah. Cute. All right. Uh, what's your favorite look? Ha- Hannah and Queen. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the character that, um, that, uh, that uh, Spanky's referencing as well. Let's get into the mix challenge with him. First up, we've got Queen Kong. Now, she's doing the ad about South Auckland. Queen Kong Island. Now, obviously, you find this relatable content being from South Auckland. Yes. And I told you what I would have done, which is um, not what <laughs> was done yet. No. I'm I'm confused. What is... It is a tourism ad, isn't it? You're supposed to show... Um, I mean, the... It's you, kind they're of, supposed to create and star in a tourism campaign that shows off your hometown. But also channels your personality, which is the unspoken bit. Okay. Because that was the main advice that Rue gave. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you start. I I um, I um didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it. Mm. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. No, I, um, I will say that I felt a little confused by the message. As yeah, well. I didn't know what I the chuckled. message was. There was some good jo- I'm going to start with there some good jokes in there. So, you know, I liked the bit at the beginning when she was like, are you a solid flat-footed woman? And and gave that kind of like list of traits and stuff. Well, I, well she she used the word um, shoulders that will make a linebacker jealous. Linebackers, it's very American football, isn't it? Mm. I think she really should have stuck with the New Zealand Australian and gone with rugby, which is, mm. um, I mean, you know, the, the, the big people in rugby are the props or the hooker. And I think she could have really gone somewhere with the hooker. Well, yes. Because you're a hooker. That's, you know? a, that's a double meaning. It's a yeah. double entendre, as we say. And if you're talking about South Auckland, you want to use New Zealand references. And linebacker is American. So I was like, oh, it, it took me out. Anyway. The, um, o- the overall message seemed to be... Now, she used uh, Queen Kong Island as a metaphor in the sense that she said this is in South Auckland. But she kept talking about Queen Kong Island. She seems to be painting it as a place that she's she's trying to sell it to you, but it's not very attractive to visit. And so that was the joke. Okay. Um, um go off. I, I did Ooh, may, maybe I'll get more understanding once I watch some of the others. But maybe. I didn't I, I mean it was cute to see Mangere Town Center in the background because You loved that, didn't you? I yeah. was like, Oh, that's Mangere, Mangere, you know, South Auckland. <laughs> I'm like, I used to work at uh, Mangere East Library. I used to <laughs> not, you know, not far from there, so I, I understood it. But um I I uh, yeah. I, I I I yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Um I, I appreciate what Queen was trying to say. The message got a little confused in the end. Um I love that big hair on her though. I love the big wavy hair. She looks gorgeous. The bigger the hair, the closer to God. And she's very close to God right now. Yeah. I mean, she's a goddess. Of war, Nafanua. Should we leave it there? Before we get on to Spanky Jackson, I think RuPaul, I mean, we 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 give our own assessment and then we, we've heard some of the judging afterwards, after we set our pace. And I just wanted to touch on what RuPaul was her energy. It was amazing. She was um, so... Her caffeine enema is working for her today. She is on fire. Sometimes um, Rue can seem a bit detached and disinterested and we often joke about... Um, I mean, f- first and foremost, we do love Rue. Everything we say about Rue is from a place of truth or humour. Um, but, you know, sometimes she's got a detached quality and sometimes 
she does indulge in this cod psychology that can wear a little thin at times. But today, Rue was on fire. Her little interaction with Queen was like bang on the money. It was good. And um, it was sad to hear the conversation that mm. Queen had with her father. And the father said, are you going to use your last name? Mm-hmm. When he, when she told him she was coming on Drag Race. And obviously, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's a... It, it's pride, it's shame. They bring shame to your family, the mm-hmm. surname, the family name. Um, it's, it's you know, it, it was said that that was the last words from family before yeah. she came onto the show. And I, I really do hope that Queen Kong and her father and the family's moved past that. And I, you know what? I just hope that they're watching the damn show. I hope, yeah. that, they, I hope that her father and her family is watching the show and, and seeing... seeing how amazing mm. of a creature that they've created. Yes. Not just talented, but her soul. Her heart, yeah. Everything. And her sass. And What's, her mind. The, the, know, everything. Everything. Um, yeah, a complete, I've got nothing else to add to that, really. I, I just, yeah, I hope this has stimulated conversations for them. But also, that the Queen really can maybe, obviously it doesn't happen by magic, but take some steps towards letting go of... A need for approval, which, yeah. we, you know, I'm not judging it. We all need approval. Okay. You know, we're not, we're, none of us are invulnerable to it. Um, But yeah, like, Rue was cool today. Thanks, Rue. Spanky Jackson. So I, from what her, from her ad, what I got was a trip home after the club. <laughs> I like this, the actually. club. I'm going to say I liked fan. it. There was a storyline that made sense to me. I, I, mm-hmm. I could follow it. So I was like, okay, good. I can follow it. Okay. Mm-hmm. The lights come on. You know, the guy is not as pretty as you thought he was, but he was still drunk, so <laughs> why not? Come home. Not only is he not as pretty as you thought he was, but the lights are on and you're worried about the, like, the cracks in your makeup now and the sweat in your hair. I got the chips. The fish, Everyone goes to the fish and chips with the kebab shop here uh-huh. after. And then they ride the chippy. ship. Then there, and, and then there was that comedic part which oh, can I have a chip, please? <laughs> and then they ride the sheep home. I mean, we do that on, in Wales, obviously. Playing we on always these, ride a sheep. Playing on these stereotypes or playing on the mm-hmm. things that they're known for. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so there's a bit of humor. The ending I didn't get because she just collapsed and then she's like, oh, where am I? That, that, it's always Barbie and Parmy. I mean, you could argue she jumped the shark at that point. She, we were with her episode, but I don't know. Her sense of humor is really silly and out there. And she used the catch. So we didn't really speak much about the rehearsal, did we? But no. she was advised to say, it's always Barmy and Parmy over fuck yeah, Palmerston North. Yeah. And she I would, did both. I would have enjoyed, yeah, fuck yeah, Palmerston North. I thought it was a, it was a good ad and I could follow it. And it's, yeah, I... Do I know about Palmy? I don't see in my in my basic mind when I think tourism ed, I'm like, hi, this is Palmerston North, and mm-hmm. you talk about why you should come here, whether it's good or not. You spin it, and then you know, and that's where that kind of creates the structure of your ad. But I think I think they've taken a different route. Maybe they've been advised to, and so it's it's a different format as to how I would understand a tourism or promotional or marketing. Ed. I do connect with this because having grown up in a small town, yeah, the the club closes at like... 7.30. Yeah. And then where do you go? You go back to somebody's house and you go via the chippy. And yeah, you ride a sheep. Everybody does. Doesn't everybody do that? Yeah. <laughs> so I connected with the theme and I thought she did paint a picture and told a story and it was funny and it was silly. It was good. Yeah. Now, Molly Poppin had a... F- I, I, see, this so far made the most sense to me mm-hmm, in okay. terms of... 
you know, first of all, it was funny. That you know, welcome to the place that I currently am. Yeah, that was good. You know, um, mm-hmm. it was very Moira Rose. <laughs> you know, when she had to do the promotional yeah. video of um, Shit's Creek. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it was great. It was um, voted as the number one. Um, voted as number one is having the best nightlife. Is something you'll never hear about Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. So I was kicking. She's talking about Newcastle, and then she's like, "Okay, but this is a party girl. We're going to go on a party bus tour." And she uses that to show you a night out. So again, and she's what got it's like. like a plot line in yeah. the narrative. There, so for yeah. me, that made sense. Um, I could follow, her and I knew mm-hmm. where she was going. You know, so I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the format. Yeah, in some ways, it was sort of analogous to Spanky she's talking about a night out in a, a big town versus Spanky's night out in a little town it's a similar sort of story but a similar sort of absurd fun humor i did i i really enjoyed seeing molly getting silly um and like lolloping around and puking and kind of like the blur over her foo-foo and stuff like that um I, I I really enjoyed seeing this like really fun comedic side of her that I'm not sure we've seen as much. No, we did actually in the acting challenge. She she was great in that. Um, this is cool. This is cool. I chuckled. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. The thing is, what she was showing as a as a nightlife in Newcastle is a nightlife everywhere. So you're saying that it's maybe not specific enough or maybe not maybe it wasn't enough. maybe it wasn't I don't mm. but don't you you know you I go get, out yeah. you have pre drinks yeah. you try to get past the bouncer you vomit you slut drop and oh don't leave your friends behind I mean that's that's a night I, out yeah, everywhere I think that's a really good point cuz in Spanky's it felt kind of like only in Palmy yeah. kind of thing whereas um Although I find it really relatable and I've done all those things. I haven't actually ridden a sheep, I will say that. Maybe a cow, obviously. They're better at carrying a human weight. But um, but um, yeah, so, so maybe this is a bit, bit non-specific, but really fun. I could follow it and it was very funny. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I want to say that the pit crew are really like... They need to step up the game. They're really bringing down. <laughs> they're uh, really bringing down the videos. So far, mm. every single one, the pick rooms have just been like, "Oh, what am I doing, Grandma? This is okay." And I'm I like, know what you mean, but I guess you know. Think about the pit crew. They're cast to be hot and to look good in underpants. Than I mean, comic actors. There are hot people that can actually act. Well, I mean, Jason is a great example from um, the American pit crew. Okay. He's just always remember. Willem said like he's in the background. He's mugging. Like, yeah. don't look at him. I gave him directions <laughs> to not look at the camera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is Jason still a... part of the pit crew, actually? I don't feel like I've seen I haven't him seen for a few Jason. seasons. I wonder what he's up to. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Molly was good. Molly Sending was good. love and light to Jason. Now, Hannah Conda has my favorite ad. She did really well. And I will say that in the filming, she came in with the most organized energy. I mean, it feels like from, it paid off. From the big, I love the whole like story time fairy tale. Um, <laughs> this is how we're going to work in Middle Perth. Yeah, and I think we're that's going a funny to go here. As well. Oh, you've caught me shaving my toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where are we going to the mystical beach of lip enhancements? And I learned, <laughs> yes. I did learn about, I learned about, okay, Middle Perth, there must be something about swans. Well, she remem- the- remember um, Scarlett Adams, I can't say her name, but um, she referenced in, in her hometown look, it was like a Bjorkish. Swan oh. dress, but a black swan. And she's from New. Is she from Perth? She's yeah, got, she's got Perth. personality. Personality. It must oh. be a thing with. So that's Perth. it. So, so that's what I learned. I'm like, okay, Middle Perth, Perth must. You know, so there must be swans there, mm-hmm. and cricket because you talked about Kings Park, mm-hmm. and then you know, so then it's the cricket, and then the beach, and how it, the, it's really hot there. She combusted <laughs> at the end. Too hot. <laughs> She promoted it in the most creative way. I enjoyed following it from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And also, she just looked amazing. She's giving me um, 
I don't know how this related to Perth, but she's giving very um, Stepford wives. Was, I just love those pastel perfection. Oh, she, I mean, she just always looks gorgeous. Like that was like for me particularly amazing. Mm. She looked so good. Perfect. Her shape was lovely. The makeup. Oh, hey, trusted right. steed. Oh, we've love- come to our first. <laughs> she was really good. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I like the way it seemed very planned, and she delivered a script that she had penned in a very consistent and funny way. Um, I think this is great from Hannah. And I would agree with you in terms of quality. This is probably the best. My favorite bit was the fight with the black swan. It was just silly. She can kick high as well. She oh, to, that was a very Chun-Li kick. She's, mm. she's got it. <laughs> um, middle Perth. It's not perfect, but it's hot. And, and that's a good tagline yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, Done. Because because it's funny, but it's also people like to go places that are hot. So it kind of makes me want to... Mm. I mean, I don't like places that are hot, so I'm not going to Perth. Just, I like it. I'm going to put that out there. I'll oh, melt. Great I'll burst. I'll be like Hannah. Great Ed Hannah. And the last queen, <laughs> Beverly Kills. Beverly Kills. Uh, who was playing Cindy Down under the lesbian sister. A on the way to dude. find a sugar daddy. Um, Even though she's lesbian. Even though she's lesbian. Which Michelle did point out. And she seemed to have thought about it. And he was just like, no, this is what we're going with. This is what we're going with. Um, what, give me some thoughts. I don't know my um, thoughts. I think I'm, I think we feel a bit similar. We're a little bit like, hmm, okay. Not quite sure what to make of this one. Um, Felt less clear than some of the others in terms of concept. Come here, we're going to go catch a sugar daddy. Oh, there's a sugar daddy here. He's got stung. Let's piss on him. And mm-hmm. then come back to Party City where you belong. Party City was never part of the brand, the part of the objective. It was all about getting a. Is that a sh- maybe a youth? Is, is she from Brisbane? Is that what she's talking about? She's Gold Coast. Is Brizzy in Gold Coast? I'm going to say no. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just remember saying she was from Brizzy. Um, so, okay, is is Alexa? <laughs> where is the Gold Coast in Australia? Gold Coast is a city in the state of Queensland in the northeastern. Oh, so it's different. Right, yeah. pardon my ignorance. Obviously, it's completely different. Alexa, stop. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's Gold Coast, and maybe people call it Party City. Maybe they do. But the beginning is like, I am Cindy. Someone's lesbian sister, and we're on our way to Party City to catch an endangered sugar daddy. Oh, well, she did say Party City in the beginning, Paolo, so I retract that. I think she came up with like a really fun and interesting concept that was just a little bit lost in translation and got a bit confusing. I like the idea of a hunt for a sugar daddy. I like the idea of her being Bindi Irwin's sister. Um, it just, I just got a bit lost, unfortunately. And like, she didn't catch him, she peed on him and then invited us to Party City. So I just ended up feeling a little bit lost. I wasn't unamused. I enjoyed watching. Every time I see the whole jellyfish piss on something, I always just, think of yeah, Monica absolutely. from Friends. I couldn't bend that way. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, I mean, that's right. I stepped up. That was my, that was my Italian, Italian New York uh, But yeah. um, it, look, for me, it felt a bit disjointed and I didn't think I learned that much about the Gold Coast, but I'm guessing, look, I do want to say this. Beverly looks really good. She always looks good. <laughs> I think Beverly looks really good. That makeup and that... I love that weave. Do you know what I really like about Beverly? Um, the really, really sharp cheek contour that she does. It's almost geometric. And it reminds me of Eva Destruction from Dracula. 
it gives her like this almost like I, it almost looks like a prosthetic. It's so so good. She always looks great. We love Beverly. We got a bit confused with this. Yeah. Yeah, and the pit crew again. I mean, he was trying to act this time. <laughs> he, there was, ooh, what? It was ooh, like ooh. it was like Sunday school, White Sunday acting. What? Huh? Do you know what was really obvious as well? You know the bit where the sugar daddy screams. That was dubbed. That wasn't him. It was like really obvious. It was I, like, could he not even muster just like a primal scream? I didn't. Even, I didn't know. I didn't notice. <laughs> Tom, these are all the ads. Gorgeous guys, but they're not actors. All just ad, all these ads. For me, for me personally, my favorite was Hannah Conda. She's also up there with my favorite runway. So for me, the winner this week is Hannah Conda. Great week for Hannah. Wouldn't be mad if Spanky got it though, because I, being a small town boy myself, I connected really well with Spanky's advert. Just in terms of, um, from my favorite to my least favorite. I think the top the the people lip syncing tonight. I can I know what will you're be say. Beverly Kills and, and Nafanua Queen, Queen Kong. Kong. And, and I think that's I hope it's a good song because they've been they've been setting this up for many weeks. They have, and it'll be a killer lip sync. We'll, we'll find out. Let's have a look. Ah! <laughs> we just saw the lip sync, but like ah! yeah, I know. Oh my gosh! It's okay. Channel it into the podcast. <laughs> Show well, first the- of all, congratulations, Hannah Conda. Yeah, clap, 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 clap. Oh, clap. Are we on air? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't, we haven't, that's why I'm I like... I thought you were just being overexcited before we went on air. No, there was that's it. That's a channel into the we podcast. Write are- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it in the book. Yeah, write it in the book, sweetie. Write it in the book. Hannah Conda, congratulations. I mean, the lip sync, the bottom two is exactly what we said it was. It was Queen Kong versus Beverly Kills. They were the only options. They were honest. both amazing. They were both killer. This was Mortal Kombat. This was Tekken. This was Street Fighter. This was Lily versus Chun Li. What a dream. What a dream. They're a choreographer's dream. I would love to come up with a set for them too. They were just like, mm. there was Cirque du Soleil meets like, oh. Vogue meets Wacking meets Like Mortal Kombat Yeah Hit the slave button All of yes it if I, <laughs> Yes if it was, I was Yes if I Yes Hit the slave button Come to the slave button That was so good I'm really really impressed With both these girls It's so entertaining There were so many moments um, We've seen moves We've never seen before On Drag Race In this Like um, Queen Kong, she burst out that barrel roll again, but she she burst out the sort of um, backflippy kind of almost break dancing move. It was a, a one hand backhand spring, and the yeah. another one was she like did a fake off backflip, but she kind of twisted. Yeah. The beautiful thing about that barrel roll is that a is suited the song, b because of the material she was wearing, the chiffon, it, the chiffon made it look yeah. so much better. But then let's not forget Beverly Kills and that front flip, front flip spin into the they splits. They were gorgeous. And then she was like doing a handstand clap with the legs. I was just like, they were giving it. This is this was a lip sync for your life. This is it. it. Felt very appropriate that it was to a Rue song as well. You this know, is a double. If there this ever, is a double. So this is this is really up there and it really needs to go down in the Drag Race history books. It's an amazing lip sync that is worthy of a double Shantae. Now, a double. Like in terms of performance, absolutely. If I if I had a gun to my head, I would choose no, I wouldn't choose bullet. Um I would Queen Kong had more of a sense. Now I'll tell you when she got it for me was in actually the first few seconds that when she strutted down the runway and Bev was in her way and she's like excuse me that that <laughs> yeah. moment 
if if anything clinches it for me, then that will. If I have to have guns ahead, then yes, Queen Kong. But this is double. Beverly held her own. She and, really did. And, and, and look, she the, really and did. And if they had to choose a winner, it would be Queen Kong. Because the tiebreaker is the fact that this is track record. This is three times in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, um, but, but we always say, awesome. you know, Queen Kong is so amazing. We we do say, you know, if you're gonna survive your third lip sync, you've got to. She did everything short of breathing fire and levitating here. Those, um, I don't know. I think I, I think maybe she levitated, girl. Those, those front <laughs> flips she did with some. They were up. They were Chichi Devane level front flips. Mm. Would you call it a front walkover, a front flip, or what? I mean, that's a front walkover. They were up there. Do you remember Chicha Devane Call Me when she annihilated Nacia Lopez? When Nacia Lopez did a cartwheel. Yeah. And, and then it was like, oh, and then the dance the dance break came and then all of a sudden she's like finish her <laughs> she do you know what she did she hit the sleigh button she hit the sleigh button she hit the sleigh button she yatified thank you okay um, Queen Kong for the win but I would be happy with Double Chante I'd be very look. happy with Double Chante congratulations Queen Kong Absolutely. you are doing yourself proud everyone proud but let's just Beverly Kills you also did yourself so proud that was an you amazing lip the end. Sync. can I just say as well like when Beverly left and that little moment with the mirror message and stuff, I felt like it's the first time I saw her relaxed and at ease and herself. It's not just her. You know, every time someone finally gets eliminated, yeah. when they do, then you start to see a real side to them that's yeah. not put on. It's They don't have to try to force to be it something. so interesting. It's like she, all of a sudden the pressure was off and she was like, funnier that few those few seconds she was like funnier and flirtier and more relatable than she'd been all season but um it's competition tom she's 21 as well let's remember she's a youngster and i think she's gonna find out a lot about herself from this competition and she's gonna evolve as a queen and what a great starting point absolutely look semi-finals next week so make sure that you absolutely join Ah, us it's a makeover i feel like i've not seen a makeover in ages yeah well, I think there hasn't been one in ages. We didn't have one in season 14. Cool. Well, make sure you join us then next week for Drag Race Down Under and Drag Race Canada. We're doing both. Uh, write us a review, send us a message, do whatever you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. <laughs>